This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 68 degrees at 604. The dew point already 67 degrees. That's well into the humid range. It gets into the tropical, oppressive, nasty range when you get about 70 degree dew point. Winds out of the southwest at six miles per hour. Might be some fog around this morning. That could be dense in the river valleys. The forecast for today. The patchy fog, otherwise partly sunny, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, and a high in the upper 80s. New York State Electric and Gas early today was still assessing when power might be restored for over 100 customers in Shenango County, while customers that spent the hot night without electricity in Tioga County were not expecting their power back on until this afternoon. Strong storms swept through the region shortly after 2 p.m. yesterday, and at one point had interrupted powered over 5,000 customers in the southern tier NYSEG service area. As of early today, the NYSEG electricity website, that's the outage site at NYSEG.com, reported a total of 2,314 customers in their entire New York State Electric and Gas service area still without power. Individual breakouts of the communities had NYSEG reporting it was assessing the situation still in communities in Shenango County, meaning there was no immediate estimate as to when that power would be restored. As of the 4 a.m. update, 114 customers in Shenango County, the majority of those in the town of Guilford, the rest in the town of Bainbridge were without power. In Tioga County, customers in the town of Tioga, including Barton and the village of Owego, were being told that they might not have their power on until early in the afternoon, possibly 2 p.m. You can find all the very latest information about the NYSEG situation by going directly to the NYSEG website, and that is NYSEG.com. You click on Outage Center central and look for the outage updates a driver is recovering after having to be rescued from under a garbage truck in delaware county According to the Bovina Fire and Emergency Medical Services postings on social media, responders were called with a report of a crash and a person pinned under a refuse transportation vehicle. New York State police officers responded to the incident after driving up on it. Bovina Fire and EMS say rescuers used a road grader from the town of Andes to stabilize the truck during their extraction process where they had to dig dirt underneath the garbage truck to make it possible to get the person out. No information has been provided regarding the identity of the driver or their condition. With Pennsylvania's high school football season starting this Monday, some northern tier seniors don't know if they'll have a final year of play in their district, in another district, or at all. The Sayre Area School District informed football parents on Wednesday the varsity senior season was canceled due to only 26 students signed up to play either junior or varsity football, nine of those seniors. Officials cited safety concerns with so many players inexperienced at playing in the varsity level when making their decision. Parents reacted with a proposed cooperative program with neighboring Athens schools, and an emergency school board meeting was held last night. After a heated debate, the board agreed to offer a proposal to Athens, but that is far from meaning that the Sears athletes will be able to play. Any co-op has to not only be approved by the Athens school board, which is said to be planning to meet in upcoming weeks, but also approved by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association. Again, football season starts Monday. 
PIAA rules require both the JV and varsity teams must be part of a co-op, even though Sarah has enough players to field a JV team. Some parents are still concerned about issues like transportation for underclassmen players who do not have cars. The band and cheer squads would not be co-opted since they function separately from the football program, but a proposal from the parents explores making halftime longer to allow bands from both districts to be able to perform. Residents can now text to get information from the Susquehanna River Region 211 Information Service, United Way of Broome County and Susquehanna River 211 have announced the new service allowing residents to text their zip code to TXT211, that's 898211, to be immediately connected with an information and referral specialist. The 211 Susquehanna River Region text line can offer immediate help for people who are dealing with mental health issues, drug addiction, family violence, or any situation that overwhelms their ability to cope. It is available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. The texting option can be a big help for people who have may, may have communications issues. Of course, you could regular 211 telephone service is still available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. Cashback is not- This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Friday, August 5th. At 6.11 a.m., you're listening to WMBF's First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there is going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed this coming Monday. A signed detour will be in place. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point and various other county roads, and there's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 68 degrees, 96% humidity, 67-degree dew point which is why it feels like you're walking through the ocean out there. Today, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 p.m., some patchy fog before 8 a.m., 
Otherwise, partly sunny with a high near 88 degrees. Chance of rain, 30%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 68. Chance of rain, 60%. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 90 degrees. Heat index values as high as 97 Chance of rain, 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., but mostly sunny and hot with a high near 93, chance of rain, 40%. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 72, chance of rain, 30%. It's 614. You're listening to WMBF. I was 50. WMBF. 6.16 on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Deadline acquisition, Tyler Naquin homered twice in his home debut. Edwin Diaz locked down his first two-inning save as a professional. And the New York Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 6-4 to to open a pivotal five-game series between the NL East rivals. Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelback hit back-to-back home runs in the third for the Mets, who extended their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Alonso, who began the scoring with a single in the first, finished with three RBIs. Naquin, acquired from the Cincinnati Reds last Friday, hit solo shots in the second and sixth off Kyle Wright. Big win for the Mets last night. The Braves are a quality team. Made some changes at the trade deadline. The Mets don't have the same luxury that the Yankees have right now of having a 10-plus game lead in the division. So when you face off against your NL East rival, the Atlanta Braves, those games become a lot more important. Good chance to put some distance between them and the Braves as we move through August and head into September down the stretch. You can start making plans for the postseason at that point. It's a very important weekend for the Mets here. No game for the Yankees last night. They're playing the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis tonight. For the Yankees, Nestor Cortez Jr. on the mound, a 9-3 record, a 2.53 ERA. For the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, a 6-6 record, 4-10 ERA. At some point this weekend, the Yankees are going to have to face off against Jordan Montgomery. The guy they just traded to the St. Louis Cardinals three, four days ago. On Tuesday, they made that trade just before the trade deadline. Yankees right now 70-36, first in the AL East. Cardinals 57-48, second in the NL Central. Yankees going through a little bit of a rough patch. Feels like they haven't really clicked since the All-Star break. Playing okay ball, not great ball. Not the same baseball that you saw in the first half of the season when they opened up a double-digit lead in the AL East. Now you don't want to risk in August and September letting the Blue Jays maybe start to catch up in the division a little bit and give you a scare down the stretch in September. Don't put yourself in a good position to guarantee you win the division. Put yourself in a good spot in the playoffs. Rumble Ponies had a game last night. It was rained out in the third inning. So that game is still unofficial. 
but it will be continued today at 4 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 3.50 here on WMBF. Another sports news following Brittany Griner's sentencing in Russia to nine years in prison. WNBA players, coaches, and fans locked arms and tried to send the American basketball star strength during a moment of silence. Before the Connecticut Sun beat the Phoenix Mercury 77-64, players from both teams met at midcourt and silently bowed their heads for 42 seconds, a nod to Griner's jersey number with the Mercury. Sun Sun coach Kurt Miller wore a We Are BG t-shirt. Griner, a two-time U.S. Olympic champion and eight-time WNBA All-Star, was convicted of drug possession and smuggling. Six nineteen on WNBF. That's time for ABC Now. Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors awaiting today's release of the July jobs report left the stock market mixed on Thursday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell about 86 points to close at 32,726. The Standard & Poor's 500 was fractionally lower, while the Nasdaq Composite finished the day four-tenths of one percent higher. With tensions between the U.S. and China increasing, the price of gold yesterday broke a psychological barrier. It rose above $1,800 an ounce. The average long-term mortgage rate has fallen below 5% for the first time in about four months. The 30-year rate dropped to 4.99% from 5.3% last week. If you are hoping to ride Virgin Galactic into space, you'll have to wait at least another six months. There's been another delay. The company has held off its first commercial flight until the second quarter of next year, citing a need to renovate the plane that it uses to carry the spacecraft to 50,000 feet for launch. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Who take News Radio 1290 WMBF 623 on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Do you start your day with a cup or maybe a couple of cups of coffee? If so, I've got good news. According to a new British study, Drinking coffee is associated with a lower risk of death. Researchers followed more than 170,000 people for nearly a decade and found people who drank one and a half to three and a half cups of coffee a day had a 30% lower risk of death than non-coffee drinkers. And what really struck me was that the benefit held true for people who drank unsweetened or sweetened coffee. Now, I will point out the study was done in the UK where people said they added just one teaspoon of sugar to their coffee. Here in the United States, people tend to add a lot more than that. And those big drinks at coffee chains can have 10 times that much sugar. Coffee can be good for you. It does have anti-inflammatory and anti-aging properties. But please remember, go easy on the sugar. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. In times of fear, World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've been standing with kids and families through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping rebuild lives. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. Six twenty-six on WMBF. 
That means it's time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about August 15th at 7 a.m. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there's going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by this coming Monday, August 8th. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquago Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 68 degrees, 96% humidity. The dew point is 67, so it certainly feels humid out there. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 p.m., some patchy fog before 8 a.m., Otherwise, partly sunny with a high near 83 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., patchy fog after 4 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, chance of rain 60%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 85 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 88, 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain. At 629, you're listening to WMBF. First, we... on WNBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. All aboard the bullet train. I am ready. Brad Pitt's latest stylish action flick hits theaters this weekend. And Pitt says one of the great things about it is it isn't heavy. He says he read it during the heart of COVID lockdown. And this thing just made me laugh. And it just felt like the perfect salve for what we were going through, what we've been through. And and now to release it here in the summer where everyone's out again is just kind of perfect. The animated adventure Luck hits Apple TV Plus today with Jane Fonda playing a dragon, one of the magical creatures who controls all of the luck in the world. 
a connection has been severed. And she tells me the message of the movie is something she truly believes. Good luck makes no sense without bad luck. The two go together symbiotically. They're the opposite sides of the same coin. Don't reject bad luck. Also new streaming this weekend, Ron Howard directs Prime Video's 13 Lives about the dramatic rescue of the boys' soccer team stuck in a cave in Thailand in 2018. And Brady Bunch star Maureen McCormick is 66 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. You want... This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's another muggy one for today with a dew point at 67 right now. 68 degrees in Binghamton. Might be some fog in the valley areas. I'll have a partly sunny day today with about a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and a high into the upper 80s. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says that China's military exercises aimed at Taiwan and missiles fired into Japan's exclusive economic zone represent significant escalation. China's military drills were launched following a visit earlier this week by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan that infuriated Beijing. Speaking in a news conference in the Cambodian capital, Blinken said, quote, China has chosen to overreact and use Speaker Pelosi's visit as a pretext to increase provocative military activity in and around the Taiwan Strait. The Biden administration yesterday declaring monkeypox a public health emergency. The decision will free up a federal funding to help fight the outbreak as cases continue to rise and demand for vaccine doses outstrip supplies. The administration's decision to declare monkeypox a public health emergency comes after the White House named a new coordinator, Robert Fenton, to help curb the outbreak. Fenton speaking Thursday. This public health emergency will allow us to explore additional strategies to get vaccines and treatments more quickly out to the impacted communities. And it will allow us to get more data from jurisdictions. Several states, including New York, Illinois, and California, have already declared monkeypox emergencies. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, 634. New York State Electric and Gas this morning was saying it could be almost 24 hours after yesterday's thunderstorms before they could get power back on to Barton and other parts of Tioga County. Thousands of NYSEG customers were plunged into air-conditioned heck following the powerful storms that ripped through the region shortly after 2 p.m. yesterday. In Shenango County, the utility said early today they were assessing the situation and offered no projected restoration times. While heavy rain fell for a short time in the area in the afternoon, there were no reports of flooding or injuries. Meanwhile, the rain did nothing to help the humidity levels stifling the twin tiers. The dew points in the early morning hours today were at 67 degrees, well in into the humid range and bordering on the tropical or oppressive range. The designation carried by dew points into the 70s. A hazardous weather statement from the National Weather Service in Binghamton this morning advises scattered, slow-moving thunderstorms this afternoon and evening may produce torrential downpours. There's a marginal risk for excessive rainfall and isolated flash flooding. Meanwhile, hot and humid conditions are expected for the run of Speedy Fest this weekend and into Monday. Heat index values are expected to approach 95 degrees on Saturday, with Sunday and Monday seeing heat indices between 95 to 100 degrees for much of the region. Speedy Fest organizers have said they have misters being set up throughout the festival site at Otsonango Park. While much of the park is shaded, festival goers are also encouraged to bring water, spray bottles, and personal fans, if they have them, to help 
them in staying cool. WMBF First News Time 636. Delaware County Sheriff's officials say they are looking to talk to anyone who may have information or who may have been a victim of sexual contact at a Walton pizzeria. The Sheriff's Office says on Wednesday, deputies, members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigation Division and the Special Response Team executed a search warrant at Dee's Pizzeria Incorporated on State Highway 10 in the town of Walton in relation to complaints against a registered sex offender allegedly involved in an incident involving a teenage girl. Authorities arrested 39-year-old Damian Falconio of Stamford for allegedly forcibly touching the 16-year-old and committing other acts which endangered the welfare of the child at Falconio's place of business. Falconio is charged with two counts of endangering the welfare of a child, one count of forcible touching, one count of unlawful imprisonment, and one count of felony persistent sexual abuse, which is a violent felony offense. The authorities say on June 29, 2012, Damian Falconio was convicted of felony rape in Otsego County. Earlier, the Stanford man was separately convicted of sexual abuse on May 21st, 2012 in Delaware County. Falcone had just completed his parole on June 1st of this year. Falconio was sent to the Delaware County Jail without bail following his arraignment this week in Village of Walton Court. Authorities say the investigation is continuing, more charges are possible, and they're asking any person or potential victim with information about any other incidents at the pizzeria or involving Falconio to contact investigators at 607-832-5961. Business leaders and Southern Tier State representatives are calling for immediate relief for the unemployment insurance surcharges being handed out to New York businesses. New York business statewide are receiving interest assessment surcharge bills as the state pays back the $9.1 billion loan it took from the federal government to cover unemployment insurance payments during the COVID-19 pandemic. Businesses will be required to pay the surcharge annually until the loan is repaid, and most businesses will be charged $27.60 per employee with payment due at the end of September. The Greater Binghamton Chamber of Commerce and State Assembly and Senate members say New York did not use any of the federal stimulus money it received to replenish the state's unemployment trust fund. They say with current inflation concerns, small businesses have no way to pay the surcharges. Stacey Duncan, the CEO of the Leadership Alliance, says the IAS crisis has placed an undue burden on businesses during a time when focus should be on supporting their economic resurgence. It's 638, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News It's 6.40 on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And it's Friday, Kathy. Finally. (laughs) Friday. This was a long week. Well, it was just, for me, it was just a crazy week. Because, of course, coming out of vacation, you're trying to get caught up and figure what had been done, what hadn't been done, and all that. So it's just, it's been a hectic week. Yeah, they never tell you that about going on vacation. Oh, yeah, all that work you missed, now you all have to do it all in one week. Yeah, well, yeah, and and getting ready to go on vacation, you try to do enough stuff ahead of time, and still. That should be a hot, sticky weekend. I know that uh, Dave uh, Pisagno, the coordinator for Speedy Fest, was saying that they've got uh, misting stations. They've had cooling stations before that were brought in 
for Speedy Fest and other hot years. So they do have the mechanisms. They know what they're doing for helping to keep people cool. And the park is pretty shaded except for, like, that big center area. But he was suggesting people that have those little personal fans, the ones that have the little spray bottle attached. Oh, yeah. He said that wouldn't be a bad idea to bring this weekend. I used to have a bunch of those. Because I used to, back in high school when we did, like, outdoor summer workouts for cross country, we'd be out running for, like, eight or nine miles in the dead heat of August in the middle of the day. So we'd all just, like, carry those little spray bottles. See, and we didn't course- have those. I remember marching band practice, because marching band practice began um, the same time as football practice. It's even worse, because you had to carry around big metal yes, instruments. Yes, you did. And our our band leader, he and, and Shenango Valley had a really, really good band program. Um, back in the day, and he, Mr. Cooley, then when he came in, he uh, he treated it really like it was almost like one of the athletic programs, and you would run the track in the morning before um, you, you, we would be doing the field exercises and things in the morning. Then in the afternoon, when it was hotter, we'd be inside practicing the music. But you had to run the track, and you had to run the track with your instrument. That was what I wished that I was playing the piccolo instead of the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I felt really sorry for the people. I think he didn't make them run with the big tubas, but you know. Yeah, I never had to worry about that. I played the violin in high school, and I did. You I, really? I did. Yeah, and I dabbled in some other instruments, not because I was interested in learning them, but more because. Yeah, my school. Meet was, girls? No, I went. To, <laughs> Kathy, I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, it did stink. But <laughs> they had like really, really strict rules about skipping class. Like, if you skipped class, you would get five demerits, and if you got thirty demerits, you got kicked out of school. So that's basically you get caught skipping class six times. That's it. You're out of here in four years. So my way around that, of course, was by senior year, I was quote unquote practicing like five instruments. And what we would really do is go to the music room, and like five of us would just hang out there in the second yeah. half of the day. I can't remember <laughs> if I went to a single Friday afternoon class that entire year. Um, can I say something? Yeah. First time ever admitting. Yeah, there were a few gym classes that just happened to fa- fall on trumpet lesson days. That yeah. just for some reason trumpet lesson always fell on on gym class. Yeah, well. Yeah, uh, the worst part it is didn't actually, happen all the time. But I actually one of the days the way our schedule was set up, like once a week we would have a uh, like school wide music class where it wasn't like learning an instrument. It was like you know music theory and music history and stuff like that. So I would always like my music teacher was the orchestra teacher. And she would know, like, hey, why weren't you in class today? I'm like, well, I was in the orchestra room hanging out. And she she was cool. She knew everybody would do that. She was like, well, can you come to my class at least? Because I'm the <laughs> one, like, letting you get away with this. Wow. Wow. Yeah, don't tell, don't tell Stacy that I did that. One of the things that we used to do also was when we'd have a sub- substitute uh, band director, um, Make sure it was one that wasn't familiar with the, the school district. I mean, somebody that came from outside. Uh, we would go to for, for to practice, and we'd be on the stage with this is for concert band, and we'd be on, on stage to to practice whatever piece for the upcoming spring concert or whatever. And the the band director was going, "Oh my gosh, these guys are really terrible." Well, they didn't know that we switched instruments. <laughs> 
That's pretty so, good. Somebody that played flute was had a French horn, and it, you know you're trying to do the 1812 overture, and it was like really horrible. And you know the the band director is probably thinking, oh my gosh, what is you know Mr. Buckmeyer teaching here or whatever? I know Mr. Buckmeyer is a really good band director. Why are these people are really so bad? And that's what it was. Yeah, we, yeah, we we got away with being bad because we were just. We had it was first period orchestra band whatever it was it was always first period because we had kids coming out on the train from like out in Suffolk County we were in Nassau County but it was like this big Catholic school so a lot of kids came from far away to go there so they would schedule like your study hall if you didn't play an instrument or music in the first period and we would just kind of sit there like if we didn't feel like playing a given day we would just sit there and do homework and that's why we were so bad wow. <laughs> we we had a good music program we really did but, yeah and and I really. I miss playing George the trumpet, but I don't have the embouchure left for it anymore. I I don't even know where he is. I he's in my house someplace, but yeah, George the trumpet. I bet the only thing I can probably still play is the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. We play that every single spring, <laughs> and we like begged for it every year. Like, no, you have to include this one. You have to. This is the only one we can play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six forty-five. You're listening to WMBF. I'm Vincent. Six forty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August twenty-first. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, and a signed detour route will be in place. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 68 degrees, 96% humidity, and a dew point of 67, so it certainly feels that humid. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 p.m., patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 83, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Patchy fog after 4 a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. Chance of rain, 60%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 85. Chance of rain, 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 88 degrees, chance of rain 40%.
Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 6.50. You're listening to WMBF. If you're in... Six fifty one on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Schools across America are filling with children, and the yearly debate is back. Are kids allowed to bring their cell phones into the classroom? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com/slash fifty five today. A growing number of teachers, school board leaders, and state legislators are pushing for tighter restrictions on kids bringing phones to class. They believe big tech's grip on our kids compounded by teachers having to compete for students' attention during class adds up to no phones in class. But I look at this quite differently. A good teacher can keep order in the classroom and stop a student from using the phone during class. My number one and overriding reason for allowing the phone is the child's safety. With a phone, you know exactly where your student is always located. In an emergency, they can be a vital link to police, to you, and first responders. For me, there's no debate. Get my daily 30-minute podcast perfect for walks and drives called Kim Commando today. Here's a question. Is there anything that matters more than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course not. So isn't it strange then that many home security companies don't act that way? This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. Their advanced security technology helps me sleep at night, and they always put me and my family's safety first. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Simply Safe's monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to help keep you calm and safe during stressful situations. Simply Safe's customer-first policies make sure you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com. At simplysafekim.com. The site. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 6.55 on WMBF. i check on sports here. Deadline acquisition, Tyler Naquin homered twice in his home debut. Edwin Diaz locked down his first two-inning save as a professional, and the New York Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 6-4 to to open a pivotal five-game series between the NL East rivals. Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelbach hit back-to-back homers in the third for the Mets, who extended their lead over the Braves to four-and-a-half games. Alonso, who began the scoring with a single in the first, finished with three RBIs. Naquin, acquired from the Cincinnati Reds last Friday, hit solo shots in the second and sixth off Kyle Wright. No game for the Yankees last night. They're back in action tonight against St. Louis in St. Louis. For the Yankees, Nestor Cortez Jr. going 9-3 record, 253 ERA. For the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, a 6-6 record, a 410 ERA. Yankees have a slight edge on the money line in this game. At some point, the Yankees will have to face Jordan Montgomery this weekend. And I think I've finally discovered the reason that the Yankees ended up trading Jordan Montgomery. For one, pitching coach Matt Blake believed that Montgomery was at the top of his game. He wasn't going to be able to get any better physically. He couldn't do any better than he was doing, so the Yankees might have sold high. 
But there's also a rumor floating around that the Yankees had a trade in place with the Miami Marlins for starter Pablo Lopez and that Kim Eng, she runs the Miami Marlins, backed out of it at 5.59, a minute before the deadline, said, you know what, changed our mind, we don't want to trade Pablo Lopez for this deal. Now, according to the rumors, Aaron Hicks would have been one of the players going the other way for Pablo Lopez. I have to assume that it also would have included some high-level prospects. Probably not Volpe or Jason Dominguez. I would say a deal structured around Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera would be likely. So that might explain why Jordan Montgomery found himself on the St. Louis Cardinals at the trade deadline and is kind of left the Yankees' rotation in a questionable place for the second half of the season here. As they're really going to rely on Domingo Herman to pitch some serious innings until Luis Severino is returned from the 60-day injury list. And even still with Nestor Cortez having an all-star caliber season, well, he's never pitched this much before. That doesn't worry me too much with Cortez. He has a little bit of a rubber arm. You saw that as a reliever where he was able to go multiple innings even on back-to-back days. Just one of those guys who has had the talent to bounce back and pitch again the next day. So we'll see how he holds up over the second half of the season. Jameson Tyone's another concern with a big workload because of his injury history. Now, Tyone's shortened his arm action, which should take some of the pressure off his elbow, which really gave him problems with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kept him out of the league for two years while he was recovering from various surgeries. So the Yankees are really going to rely on Domingo Herman, which I don't trust that at all. Domingo Herman, even when he won 18 games in 2018, wasn't a very good pitcher. The underlying stats showed that this guy was getting lucky most of the time. One of the league leaders and wins that year, but he didn't pitch like that. He got a lot of run support and he got a good, a lot of good defense behind him. Just right place, right time, I guess, for Domingo Herman. Pretty much the opposite of what Mets ace Jacob DeGrom gets. Rumble Ponies had a game last night, ended up getting rained out in the third inning. It'll continue today at 4 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 3.50, and then the regularly scheduled game will start about half an hour after the first game ends. At 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. Want to say... Closing out hour number one of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Coming up, we got two more hours of First News. Then Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your last chance of the week to call in and contribute. But up next, ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 68 degrees. At 7.04, the dew point is at 67%. That's high into the humid range, almost to tropical. There there may be some fog in the River Valley's visibility at the airport is good at 10 miles. The forecast for today, partly sunny skies, a 30% chance of mainly afternoon showers and thunderstorms, a high in the upper 80s. Well, New York State Electric and Gas still has its hands full this morning, trying to restore power to all customers that were hit by that thunderstorm yesterday afternoon. NYSEG saying that it could be still assessing when the power would be restored to over 100 customers in Shenango County. 
Though customers spend a hot night without electricity there and in Tioga County, Tioga County not expecting to get their power back on till possibly sometime this afternoon. Strong storms swept through the region shortly after 2 p.m. yesterday and at one point had interrupted power to over 5,000 customers in the southern tier NYSEG service area. As of early today, NYSEG Electricity Outlet website had reported a total of 2,314 customers in the New York State Electric and Gas Service area still without power. Individual breakdowns of communities had NYSEG reporting it was assessing the situation still in the communities in Shenango County, meaning there was no immediate information as to when power could be restored. At a 4 a.m. update, 114 customers in Shenango County, the majority of those in the town of Guilford and the rest of the town of Bainbridge were without power. In Tioga County, customers in the town of Tioga, including Barton and the village of Wego, were told they might not have their power on until early afternoon. A driver is recovering after having been rescued this week from under a garbage truck in Delaware County. According to the Bovina Fire and Emergency Medical Services posting on social media, responders were called with a report of a crash and a person pinned under a refuse transportation vehicle. A New York State police officer reported the incident after driving on the scene. Bovina Fire and EMS say rescuers used a road grader from the town of Andes to stabilize the garbage truck during the extraction process where they had to dig out dirt to make it possible to get the person out. There's no information provided regarding the identity of the driver or their condition. With Pennsylvania's high school football season starting this Monday, some northern tier seniors don't know if they'll have a final year of play in their district, in another district, or at all. The Sarah Area School District information informed the football parents on Wednesday that the varsity season was canceled due to only 26 students signed up to play either junior or varsity football, nine of those seniors. Officials cited safety concerns with so many players inexperienced at playing at the varsity level when making their decision. Parents reacted with a proposed cooperative program with neighboring Athens schools. And an emergency school board meeting was held last night. After heated debate, the board agreed to offer a proposal to Athens, but that is far from meaning Sarah athletes will be able to play. Any co-op has to not only be approved by the Athens School Board, which is said to be planning to meet in upcoming weeks, but also approved by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association. Again, the football season starts Monday. PIAA rules require both the JV and varsity teams must be part of a co-op, even though Sarah has enough players to feed the JV team. Some parents are still concerned about issues like transportation or for underclassmen players who do not have cars. The band and cheer squads would not be co-opted since they function separately from the football program. But a proposal from parents explores making halftime longer to allow bands from both districts the chance to perform. Registration is open for a new program to help Southern Tier residents interested in starting their own business. SUNY Broome Community College is presenting a 60-hour program for developing startup plans for small businesses. The program runs September 8th through November 17th. Registration is available online and in-person classes are also an option. Organizers say the course will help budding business owners to take their ideas and successfully turn them into a simple, focused startup plan. Participants are to be 
be guided through the whole process of navigating available financing and other options, as well as business plans, marketing, and other details that may, they may not be aware of that can help get a small business started and successfully continue and possibly even expand in the future. The programs will be held Mondays and Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. For more information, you can contact Darlene Canuck by email at Canuck, that's K-A-N-U-K-D-A at sunnybroom.edu or call 607-777-3022. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I'm Kathy. Seven twelve on hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, August 8th, and a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Aquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 68 degrees, 96% humidity, and a dew point of 67 degrees, so it certainly feels that humid. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., Partly sunny with a high near 83 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely, mainly before 9 p.m. Patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 p.m. Patchy fog before 7 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 9 p.m., Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after noon. Mostly sunny with a high near 88 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 9 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees and a 40% chance of rain. At 714, you're listening to WMBF.
717 on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Deadline acquisition, Tyler Naquin homered twice in his home debut. Edwin Diaz locked down his first two-inning save as a pro. And the New York Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 6-4 to open a pivotal five-game series between the NL East rivals. Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelbach hit back-to-back homers in the third for the Mets, who extended their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Alonzo, who began the scoring with a single in the first, finished with three RBIs. Naquin, acquired from the Cincinnati Reds last Friday, hit solo shots in the second and sixth off Braves pitcher Kyle Wright. Now, Daniel Vogelbach has certainly made an impact for the Mets in the short time that he's been there. Mets had a pretty quiet trade deadline overall. Didn't make the big, splashy move that the Yankees went out and made, or the San Diego Padres, of course, getting Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Easy to forget about Josh Bell in that trade, but Josh Bell, a quality first baseman. But so far for the Mets, their quiet acquisitions, Tyler Naquin and Daniel Vogelbach, are making an impact for sure. And it also doesn't hurt that you've returned two-time NL Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom to the rotation earlier this week. So you can look at that as a trade deadline acquisition. It used to drive me crazy when Brian Cashman, the GM of the New York Yankees, would say, you know, about a month out from the trade deadline, well, we think getting so-and-so back from the injured list is going to be our trade deadline acquisition, and that's going to be the impact we have. Well, it's not a trade, Brian. It's hard to get excited about that. No game for the Yankees last night. Tonight they're playing in St. Louis against the Cardinals. Nestor Cortez Jr. going a 9-3 record, 2.53 ERA. For the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, a 6-6 record, a 4-10 ERA. Rumble Ponies had a game last night, got rained out in the third inning. So it'll be made up today as part of a doubleheader. It'll continue from where it left off. First pitch at 4 o'clock, pregame, starts at 3.45 on WMBF with Jacob Wilkins. 7.19 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors awaiting today's release of the July jobs report left the stock market mixed on Thursday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell about 86 points to close at 32,726. The Standard & Poor's 500 was fractionally lower, while the Nasdaq Composite finished the day four-tenths of one percent higher. With tensions between the U.S. and China increasing, the price of gold yesterday broke a psychological barrier. It rose above $1,800 an ounce. The average long-term mortgage rate has fallen below 5% for the first time in about four months. The 30-year rate dropped to 4.99% from 5.3% last week. If you are hoping to ride Virgin Galactic into space, you'll have to wait at least another six months. There's been another delay. The company has held off its first commercial flight until the second quarter of next year, citing a need to renovate the plane that it uses to carry the spacecraft to 50,000 feet for launch. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Single. on WMBF's First News. It's 7.20 on a Friday, and you know what that means. It's Foodie Friday with Kathy White. Yes, it is. And, you know, I try to be mindful of people that have certain dietary restrictions. Um, Fortunately, I don't really have too many issues, 
but I have one friend of mine that um, their husband is not only lactose intolerant, we're talking like absolutely allergic to dairy products. So she saw this recipe that I did uh, just this past week when we were on vacation that I made a lemon dill chicken, um, their boneless, skinless chicken breast cutlets that for the husband, that uh, I used the dill and the herbs uh, oregano from my garden and i was thinking about her because she said oh that looks so good but my recipe had butter and some cream or milk in it so i put this recipe this week if you have anybody that has any sort of those lactose dairy issues i give you an alternate and substitutes for how you can use chicken stock instead of the milk and how you can use just some more of the vegetable oil instead of butter to to still make the dish make it delicious and there are all sorts of options now this is a good thing with our friends at down to earth whole foods over at 305 grant avenue in endicott if you've got any questions and i know there were people over the past years that have come to me especially in the holiday season that they had relatives coming in that have new food allergies or concerns or whatever, and they didn't know what to do with some of their traditional dishes. The thing that's nice are the folks down at Down to Earth Whole Foods could be able to steer you in the right direction when it comes to substitutions and things that would work just as well. I mean, they do it all the time in their deli as well. They have, you know, regular traditional like breakfast and things like that, which they start serving in just about a half hour out there. But they also have other things where they make adaptions to make things vegan or vegetarian or, you know, lactose-free or, or gluten free so talk to them and they might be able to steer you in the right direction we also have a lot of fresh produce coming in i said mentioned my herb garden they've got all sorts of things like even fresh strawberries still coming in so see what they've got going on online you can check them out on their facebook you can follow them on twitter see what's going on in the store just last night they were over at trucks on the tracks they had a little table set up serving some nice food from their deli so down to earth whole foods are great friends at 305 grant avenue in endicott just a scone's throw from UE Stadium and once again they are open 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week they have curbside pickup they have delivery give them a call 607-785-2338 and for a quick and easy recipe lemon dill chicken cutlets takes only about 10 minutes to make not going to heat up the kitchen a whole bunch with these quickly sauteed in a fry pan with a little bit of vegetable oil find my recipe at wmbf.com I love that. Chicken, one of the few things that I am capable of cooking. And this is nice with the, the, the fresh lemon juice in it, but also the sprigs of dill. You can use dried dill and dry oregano, too, if you don't have a garden like I do. But you can use uh, the dried herbs, too, and you have the freshness of the dill. Pairs really nicely with kind of the sharpness of the lemon, and it makes for a nice little sauce for the, the chicken. And it was fork tender. Very good. Awesome. Well, if you want to check out that recipe... Well, it's on WMBF.com right now. There you go. We won't give it to you on air. You have to go and click on the article and get the full And see the out. awesome pictures I took. And the pictures, of course. Pictures are key. Pictures are key, judging by the article I wrote last night and posted this morning. Pictures are everything. That's something. <laughs> well, this they say you start eating with your eyes and your nose before you even taste anything. So tell you, see, see the nice close-up picture I did of the, these chicken things. They got garlic in them, too, which is always a good thing. I love that. 726 on WMBF. 728 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. 
to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, and a signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 68 degrees, 96% humidity, and a dew point of 67 degrees, so certainly feels humid. Today, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 4 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 83 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely mainly before 9 p.m., patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, chance of rain 60%. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 3 p.m., patchy fog before 7 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 85 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 9 p.m., Partly cloudy, with a low around 68 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms afternoon. Mostly sunny, with a high near 88 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 9 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 70 degrees, 40% chance of rain. 731, you're listening to WMBF. Before... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 68 degrees at 732. Forecast today. Might still be some areas of fog, especially down in the river valleys, but all in all, not too bad considering all the moisture we got in the air from those thunderstorms yesterday. Currently, the dew point is in the humid 67-degree range. Partly sunny today, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and a high near 90. China, in a new development, says it is canceling or suspending dialogue with the U.S. on a range of issues from climate change to military relations and anti-narcotics efforts in retaliation for a visit this week to Taiwan by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The measure announced today are the latest in a proposed series of steps intended to punish Washington for allowing the visit to the island claimed by Beijing as its own territory to be annexed by force if necessary. China is holding threatening military exercises in six zones off the coast of the island republic. Missiles were also fired over Taiwan. China opposes the self-governing island having its own contacts with foreign governments. 
Senate Democrats say they've reached an accord on changes to their marquee economic legislation, clearing the major hurdle to pushing one of President Joe Biden's leading election year priorities through the chamber in upcoming days. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, a centrist who has seen as a pivotal vote, says she is ready now to move forward on the bill. New York State Electric and Gas still having issues this morning, saying it could be almost 24 hours after yesterday's thunderstorm before they can get power back on to Barton and other parts of Tioga County. Thousands of NYSEG customers were plunged into no air conditioning following powerful storms that ripped through the region shortly after 2 p.m. yesterday. In Shenango County, the utility said early today they were assessing the situation and offered no projected restoration times. While the heavy rain fell for just a short period of time in the afternoon, there were no reports of flooding or injuries. Meanwhile, the rain has done nothing to help the humidity levels, stifling the twin tiers. Dew points in the early morning hours still at 67, well into the humid range and bordering on the tropical or oppressive designation carried by dew points in the 70s. A hazardous weather statement from the National Weather Service Binghamton office this morning advises scattered, slow-moving thunderstorms this afternoon and evening may produce tor- torrential downpours. There is a marginal risk for excessive rainfall and isolated flash flooding. Meanwhile, hot and humid conditions are expected for the run of Speedy Fest this weekend and into Monday. Heat index values are expected to approach 95 degrees on Saturday with Sunday and Monday, seeing heat indices between 95 to 100 degrees for much of the area. Speedy Fest organizers have said they have misters being set up throughout the festival site at Otsunango Park. While much of the park is shaded, festival goers are also encouraged to bring water, spray bottles, and personal fans if they have them to help stay cool. Delaware County Sheriff's officials say they're looking to talk to anyone who may have information or may have been a victim of sexual contact at a Walton pizzeria. The Sheriff's Office says on Wednesday, deputies, members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigation Division and the special response team executed a search warrant at D's Pizzeria Incorporated on State Highway 10 in the town of Walton in relation to complaints against a registered sex offender allegedly involved in an incident with a teenage girl. Authorities arrested 39-year-old Damian Falconio of Stamford for allegedly forcibly touching the 16-year-old and committing other acts which endangered the welfare of the child at Falconio's place of business. Falconio is charged with two counts of endangering the welfare of a child, one count of forcible touching, one count of unlawful imprisonment, and one count of felony persistent sexual abuse, which is a violent felony offense. Authorities say on June 29, 2012, Damien Falconio was convicted of felony rape in Otsego County, and earlier the Stanford man had been separately convicted of sexual abuse on May 21, uh, 2012, in Delaware County. Falconio had just completed his parole on June 1st. Falconio was sent to the Delaware County Jail without bail following his arraignment this week in Village of Walton Court. Authorities say the investigation is continuing, more charges are possible, and they're asking any person or potential victim with information about any other incidents at the pizzeria or involving Falconio to contact investigators at 607-832-5961. 
Drivers have started using another new roundabout near Otsonango Park in the town of Dickinson. The traffic circle opened for traffic overnight Wednesday, shortly before the Speedy Fest and Balloon Rally gets underway at the park today. Interstate 81 Front Street, Old Front Street Interchange was closed for several days for the final stage of construction of the roundabout. Although Exit 5 and the surface streets are back in service, workers are busy completing landscaping and other finishing touches that will continue into the fall, but no additional detours are planned. The first roundabout built as part of the $16 million interchange redesign project opened on June 18th. A 50-year-old bridge carrying Route 11 over I-81 was also replaced with a wider span with upgraded safety features for pedestrians and bicycles. The State Department of Transportation chose the roundabout alternative over a traffic signal option that would have cost $4 million more. It's 738, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Cash back is not. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 7.40 on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Now, earlier today, I put out an article on WMBF.com. You might be a little surprised by the headline of the article because it sounds ridiculous, and it is. It's a little bit of a silly article, but, you know, from time to time, I like to have a little bit of fun with it. It's titled, Could Binghamton Roundabouts Cause Tornadoes? I know the people in Binghamton are getting tired of all these roundabouts going around. Personally, I like a good roundabout. I think it keeps traffic moving. But the inspiration behind the article, well, this is this is everything. This is from WNEP from Scranton. They have a voicemail line set up for callers to call in, leave voicemails for the TV station. And this caller was so ridiculous that it gave me a perfect idea for a story with all these roundabouts going up in Binghamton. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. Well, there you have it. Traffic circles cause tornadoes. Now, if you want to see Binghamton's risk for tornadoes as a result of all these roundabouts we've been putting in, well, especially this weekend with Speedy Fest and the new roundabout that they just opened up, at the 81 intersection of Old Front Street and Front Street. Well, you're going to have to go to WMBF.com and read that article. I'm truly ridiculous. And I, I think it would be funny if people called into Bob's show later on and said, Hey, Bob, I heard these traffic circles were going to cause tornadoes. Tornadoes. You have to say it like he did. Tornadoes with an E-R-S. Not how it's spelled, not how it's pronounced, but you have to say naders. And really just confused Bob because that guy has put forth a lot of really empirical evidence. Evidence that cannot be refuted. Pennsylvania had no tornadoes and then they put in a traffic circle. And when the cars go round and round in circles, well, it just causes a disturbance in the atmosphere. I heard that caller. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) No, we were were on vacation and we had WNEP on down there and we heard that caller on Talk Back Live. Oh my, it's yeah. truly, truly ridiculous. So I, We laughed so hard. I know, that's what I did too. And I showed it to everybody. I was like, I need somebody else to like hear it. Because Tracy showed it to me. 
oh, did I was she like, this is no, the funniest we thing heard, I've ever we heard. We actually heard it when they actually aired it. And, yeah, it was on their <laughs> answering machine. And it's perfect because we just had a roundabout open up. We got all these roundabouts going around. And I know the people aren't big fans of the roundabouts. I've heard that. I heard people don't care for the roundabouts here in Binghamton. And now you know that you can call into Bob's show later on and say, Bob, I heard with great scientific fact behind it that roundabouts will cause tornadoes because of the cars going round and round in circles. Now, the hayseed down the hall at the country station, he t- he was telling me that uh, he tried the thing out, the new one out yesterday. He says you really have to be careful that you don't go too fast because you'll fly right off the thing. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's what he said. Man, he they're just the, the roads. Like, a, 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 like a, a, a hump or something that he said you could fall off it. Yeah, you know what my favorite thing about a roundabout is? 90% of the time, the car is just going straight. So it's basically just a slight curve in mm-hmm. your regularly scheduled straight path. And you don't even have to worry about people coming around. And if they're making left turns, obviously, you yield. And it's very clear that you yield to the car that's still in the roundabout. But now you don't have to wait at lights. Lights cause problems. Lights are the worst. Well, every that's time what the I've DOT ever been late, says. Yeah, every time I've ever been late to something, I say, well... Usually I hit all these green lights, or at least half of them, and I don't know why today it felt like every single time I got to a light, it was turning yellow. Which means go really fast. Yes, that means go really fast, obviously. <laughs> Quick That's piece of trivia safety. about roundabouts in Europe, and specifically in Great Britain. World War II, they wanted to, when the, the uh, Nazis were trying to you know make their incursion into, into Europe and they were trying to, to invade you know England... Um, to keep the Germans from knowing where they were going, they removed all the directional signs, all the village place signs uh-huh. and stuff from the roundabouts. So they wouldn't know. <laughs> which, so you're just going in circles being like, ah, there's like which eight one? different legs off roundabouts yeah. in, in England. Yeah, so let me do another loop. I'll see if I can find it. They would have no idea which direction they had to go. The only thing is, even in, into the 20th century, they didn't bother to put them back. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting there with a map, counting the number of of like exits off the roundabouts to figure out which way we're going to try to get to Stonehenge. I was like, I will at one day I will set up a camping chair outside a busy roundabout, and I'll just sit there and count how many cars go in circles at least one. Like do a full circle, just be like, <laughs> oh, people, I don't know. We complain about them, but I think most of our motorists have know how to use them. Yeah, I mean it. It is pretty simple. It's just a circle. A circle is. I would say the most basic shape in the dr- world. I just don't trust other drivers. That's the thing. No, of course. And driving of course, into the I studio know where at 2 a.m. Everybody else is dumb. Yeah. That's <laughs> like that's like when you're speeding and somebody flies by you and you're like, wow, that guy is a maniac. But if you fly by someone else, I'm like, get, get moving. Come on. This is a highway. <laughs> it's all relative. We need to play some Yes Roundabout. Yes round. Is that a song? Yes. Uh, it's a classic rock song. I'll make sure Bob plays that in his show. I'll have him play it. Yeah, okay. We don't play music on our show. It's 746 on WMBF. Don't miss the... News Radio 1290 WMBF. 748 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. 
The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be wrapping up on Monday. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 68 degrees, 96% humidity and a dew point of 67 degrees. So it feels muggy out there. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 83 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Some patchy fog after 4 a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Sunday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 88 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain. At 7.51, you're listening to WMBF. Even though people... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, General Motors Super Cruise can now cruise to more places. Super Cruise is a driver assistance technology that allows certain GM vehicles to steer themselves. So we geofence it, so to speak, to work only on the roads that we map. Jeff Miller is the assistant chief engineer. He says the tech has been around since 2017. And since then has only operated on divided highways. We are expanding beyond divided highways to include non-divided highways. He says the announcement marks a significant expansion. This will essentially bring us from our current 200,000 miles of super cruise capable roads. We're going to more than double that and we'll be up over 400,000 miles of super cruise capable roads. Super Cruise uses a steering wheel mounted camera to make sure the driver is keeping their eyes on the road. That means no texting. So you still need to be paying attention to the road and, and able to take control if the system hands control back to you. But it really does reduce a lot of the fatigue and the monotony of driving. With Tech Trends, I'm Sherry Preston, ABC News. People who are... News Radio 1290, WNBF. 7.56 on WNBF. 
Time for a sports update. Deadline acquisition Tyler Naquin homered twice in his home debut. Edwin Diaz locked down his first two-inning save as a pro. And the New York Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 6-4 to open a pivotal five-game series between the NL East rivals. Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelbach hit back-to-back home runs in the third for the Mets, who extended their lead over the Braves to four and a half games. Alonso, who began the scoring with a single in the first, finished with three RBIs. Naquin, acquired from the Cincinnati Reds last Friday, hit solo shots in the second and sixth off Kyle Wright. Good start for the Mets to this series. Very important series for the Mets. A really good chance to put themselves in the driver's seat midway through August against the Atlanta Braves. Lock down that Annalise division. And returning Jacob deGrom as well. Getting a lot of contributions from Daniel Vogelback. Mets had a quiet trade deadline, but so far the few moves that they made were kind of under the radar moves they're panning out so far. And their big quote-unquote trade deadline acquisition, of course, Jacob deGrom, the two-time NL Cy Young Award winner. No game for the Yankees last night. They're in St. Louis tonight against the Cardinals, going for the Yankees' Nestor Cortez Jr., a 9-3 record with a 2.53 ERA. And for the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, a 6-6 record, 4-10 ERA. The Yankees have a slight edge on the money line in this game. 70-36 and 36 for the Yankees this season, first in the AL East. The St. Louis Cardinals, 57-48, second in the NL Central. At some point, the Yankees will have to face off against Jordan Montgomery in this series, which I'm sure they're not looking forward to. On Tuesday at the trade deadline, or actually rather Wednesday, Wednesday morning when I had found out about this trade and was back on air. I said, I didn't get this Jordan Montgomery trade. He was a good pitcher for the Yankees. Apparently, the Yankees believe that he wasn't going to get any better from this point on. He is already a very good pitcher. They didn't see much room for improvement beyond that, so they sold high on him. And apparently, according to Craig Carton from WFAN, there was a deal in place for the Yankees to acquire Pablo Lopez from the Miami Marlins. That deal fell apart at the last minute. Marlins GM Kim Eng apparently backed out at literally the last minute, 5.59 before the 6 p.m. trade deadline, said, you know what, we're not going to go through with this trade. Carton said that Aaron Hicks would have been the players heading back to Miami. Rumble Ponies had a game last night as well. Got rained out in the third inning. It'll be made up today at 4 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 3.45 on WMBF with Jacob Wilkins. Second game will start about half an hour after the first game ends. It's 7.59. You're listening to WMBF. Mo News Radio 1290 WMBF. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's first news. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. On a side note, I know I can always count on the fine listeners to tell me when I'm mispronouncing something. Haven't mispronounced something today, to my knowledge. But Rich wanted me to try Tayonioga River. Definitely mispronounced that. ABC News up next.